Most people that I've dealt with, you know, that scale, they, they're not really, a, it, it, it's not a, a, a cash return, immediate cash return mindset. It's really like, how do I get more people into my ecosystem and serve them at a bigger level because then it's gonna create a bigger, a bigger outcome, if you will. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. I'm your host, Lamar Tyler, creative founder of Traffic Sales and Profit. And if you're a black entrepreneur trying to figure out how to build your business or how to build wealth, you're in the right spot. Make sure you catch every single episode. But today is going to be a special episode because I got my man here, Tommy Powers, a.k.a. Tommy Traffic, yes, sir. in the building. What's up, Tommy? What up? What up? So, so, so Tommy is your favorite advertisers favorite advertisers. <laughs> all, right, all right, man. I like that. So, so um for what a lot of people may not know, right? Um like what do you what do you reference yourself as? Like a paid media consultant or expert or traffic or advertiser? What what do you I mean, I'm to me, my background is media buyer. Like I'm a okay. media buyer by trade. Right. Like I'm, you know, I want to level up beyond that, but I'm still kind of operating in that media buyer uh, lane, if you will, from a trade perspective. But, you know, I whatever, you know, I just put it out there and people call me, you know, they however they see it. I kind of. Yeah. I'm if, all of, I'm everything that they want me to be <laughs> on that. Cause if for the person listening, man, I know what a media buyer is. What's correct. a media buyer? That just means we. uh we are experts at understanding uh, how to place media and make it perform, right? So um, our clients give us, you know, a budget to spend uh, of their money because they want to advertise their business. Like every business should do, you should have an advertising budget. And a media buyer's job is to be able to effectively uh, place advertising and develop strategies so that you get the most efficient uh, you know, distribution of that of that money, you know, preferably in the form of, you know, a, gr a great return on that investment. So what you've also done over the years is you've kind of niched down on YouTube, right? Like, all right, so I want to... Almost wanna... by force, it feel like, which, you know... Almost by force? What you mean by that? I mean, because, like, it took me a long time to lean into that. Like, I just... It, it, was, it was one of them things where... You know, 2012, I bought my first ad on YouTube. 2014, I spent a million dollars on YouTube. I started telling people what I'm doing. And everybody in, the, you know, the marketing, you know, all my other friends and this, all of us in the same type of space was like, you what? And it just became, it just became, it just <laughs> became a life. It turned into a life of so its own. So it was not you sitting there one day like, man, nobody, I'm going to dominate nah. YouTube because nobody. No, nah, I had a buddy of mine tell happened. me I should do that. Like early on, he was like, you should, you should, you could be the guy. You could be, you could yeah. etch your name and, and, you know, you could become the guy in this space because don't nobody have this right now. Ain't nobody, I ain't never heard nobody saying what you saying, right? Yeah. But still in my mind, I'm just, it's just another notch on my, that's my mentality, right? Because I done bought every type of ad you can buy on the internet. Like if you think of it, it's a way to buy an ad on the internet. I've done that. So in my mind, that's how I'm thinking about it. Like video is gonna be the the last frontier or 
maybe not the last frontier, but that's the next big wave that I see coming. Right. I got to get out in front of that wave. So that's all my mindset is. If, if I don't want to be a dinosaur in this game, I got to stay ahead of the curve or, you know, because I've seen guys come and go in this industry a lot. I'm 15 years in this now, so I ain't want to be that. That's what was driving me. So, you know, and, you know, the YouTube thing, it just kept, I just couldn't never shake it. So I finally leaned into it. So you didn't select, hey, like, I'm going to be the YouTube guy. It just kind of naturally happened that way. After so long, because, um, you know, I started buying ads on YouTube in 2012. By 2014, I had spent a million dollars on the platform. I started telling my colleagues and friends, you know, people in the industry, you know, how we all, you know, talk and share ideas with each other. And folks was like, you what? You know what I mean? And from that, it just kind of became a life of its own. It just, it kept being a thing, you know what I mean? It kept being a thing. And I just finally leaned into it because I used to be, you know, I'm more than YouTube. I'm da 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 da. But like, then nobody cared about that. They only wanted to be, they were like, oh, okay, cool. Native ass, okay, display, okay. Cause I done bought everything that can buy. I know how to do a lot of it, right? But people was like, that's cool, but what? tell me about these YouTube, you know what I mean? And it but, just, it just, I finally leaned in. So, you know what's interesting, right? I was talking to our mutual friend Kai mm -hmm. uh, recently, and I was, you know, we was talking about the guru space. And I was telling Kai, I said, what's interesting for a lot of people, even if they want to be in the space where like, hey, I got I got subject matter expertise in a certain things. Right. I said, a lot of people can't do it because of what you just said. A lot of people can't do it because of ego, mm -hmm. because they want people to know that I know all of this stuff. Gotcha. But most of the time when you're a guru yeah. or when you like I said, whether you plan to be one or you become one, right. most of the time people know you for a thing. They do. And they, they put you kind of in that box for like, 100%. hey, hey, they say, hey, like this is the man or this is the woman when it comes to that thing. But I feel a lot of times, even when people want to be in that space, it's like their ego of saying, but now nah, I can do all of this. I've like, no, there. I can do it. And I was like, I'm sure you can, but it's almost like if you fight to prove to everybody you can do all those other things, it you. diminishes the value diminishes that you are the go-to expert 1, when it comes to YouTube. What's your thoughts on that? 1,000%. It diminishes you in so many ways because the conversation going on in their head is YouTube ads. The mm. conversation I'm trying to get going on in their head is something else. And if I can't get them, you know, that's a hard thing to do to take the conversation out of somebody's head and plant another one in there mm. without addressing what's already in there. <laughs> and once I understood that, I leaned into that. And now, because I'm addressing the conversation in your head, I can then build bridges to take you other places. Yeah, so I still can get you where I need to get to. Exactly. But like I said, most people, you can't even get there because they like, no, 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 no. They don't want to hear But all in that, that first conversation, they like, but but I can do this and I can do that. And the person like, but all I want <laughs> is I remember having a, I remember on speaking at an event, this probably like 2016, and, I, and then I got off stage and the line was out the door. And the guy, he probably stood in line an hour and a half to talk to me. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I started talking to him, he, as soon as he started talking to me, he talking about YouTube, and I'm asking him about his business, and then I started trying to explain to him something else he should do, and he got he got frustrated. Like, he didn't <laughs> care about it, like, because he waited all that time, he had a very specific yes. thing that he wanted to discuss. Now, granted, to me, I'm I'm trying to tell him I don't think that's what you ought to do. Yeah. But he ain't want to hit it, you know. And I remember that because I, I I've had other instances prior to that, but that was probably like the third or fourth time. And I was like, hold on, man, like 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. I need to, I need to, I need to step back and look at this because at the end of the day, people, they need help with what they're doing, but I got to meet them where they at. And that's, that's how I end up leaning in. All right, so so take me back before, I know we're gonna get into some YouTube nuggets in a second, but take me back first, because were you a young boy in Mississippi, like, you know, my goal one day is to be a media buyer. <laughs> when I grow up, <laughs> I grow up. Like, how, how'd you get into, oh, like, this this arm and leg of the business? It's a long, drawn out <laughs> story. Like, I'm gonna try to give y'all the cliff notes, right? <laughs> now, nah, like, I, I always knew when I was young, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, would, I, would, I can't, me and Alex was having this conversation earlier, I, can't, I didn't have the language of that, yeah. but I understood at a very young age that I didn't want to be working for or with people who don't know what they're talking about. Mm. And I learned that I understood at a very early age that I either need to be in a lane of doing things that I know, or I had a belief that I wanted to, to do. And in order to do that, I probably need to have a situation where I was in control to be able to do that, right? So I always knew I was gonna be an entrepreneur ever since I was young. Although I didn't say it like that. I just, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do one day. <clears throat> but, you know, when I was in high school, I was in, I was in the computers. Oh. And uh, a buddy of mine got me into computers actually. And, you know, I ended up computer engineering major. I got in the NASA Space Grant program my junior year in high school. So when I graduated high school, I was two years into that program. I went to college in that program. Oh. I had a guaranteed job at NASA, the whole nine. So I was on that track. And then, you know, I got to college and turned up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Partying and drinking and all of that. And I flunked out the program. And then I changed my major to business. And so, um, you know, because that's kind of what I was naturally gravitated to anyway. Plus, even with computer engineering, when I was doing it, I didn't like the idea of having to sit behind a computer all day and just yeah. be coding. I wanted the social aspect yeah, of things. So, so business just really spoke to me. And uh, I changed my major to that. Fast forward, I graduate, I get into management. And uh, that's what I was doing for a while until 2007. I had heart failure. Uh, me and you, I know we've talked about this before. I talk about this story all the time. I think it's important that I share, but I had congestive heart failure, man. I, I, I almost was out of here, right? And so uh, I had to find, oh, uh, the doctors told me management was too stressful for somebody in my circumstance, and I needed to find another career. Wow. I need to find something else to do. It, and I had already- let me, let me ask you real quick. At that point, were you like, but this is what I do, I'm making good money, I built up this path, were you like, well, I really don't want to do this no way, and I'm like, like mentally, where were you at at that point? I was in a transition. Uh, I had just left a company and started another company, and I wasn't even in 90 days hmm. into this new company. So mentally, the space that I was in was why, why me? You know, like, woe is me, like, all of the dark stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I was literally, before I got sick, I was already in this transitional phase trying to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. So I went, I, I was already not really high. I, I've always been high on myself, but not in that moment. Like, I knew that I was underperforming my potential, and I was frustrated with myself about that more than anybody else. Uh -huh. I was very, very frustrated with myself that I was not really performing at the level that I felt my 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 uh, my potential is. So, so that just, you know, and then that happened and then it was just kind of like, you know, I guess, I, I don't know, man. And uh, 
you know, one day I was at a, um, I was at a support group. They were trying to get me in these support groups or whatever. And I had went to one before that, but the second time I went, I walk in the room, it's probably about like eight people in a round table. And when I sit down at the table, you know, we all had going through the same thing. I could look at these people's eyes and I could see they all was dead already. Like wow. I could see into their soul that these people were dead. And in that moment, I had two kids at the time. I could only think about them. Uh. And all I could think about at that moment is get up out of here. And if I'm going to die, I'm going out flaming. Yeah. And that's kind of where my mentality is. So I had already dabbled around with the Internet. So I knew it was a way I was in computer engineering way back. So I already had a belief in the Internet and technology being the future. So I just made a decision that, you know, I'm a, either this going to work or like like my guy Neo say, either it's going to work right. or it's going to work. work. Right. <laughs> and I just went all in. And, you know, my wife thought I was out of my mind, but I went all in with it because I felt like I ain't had no other option. Like if either I'm going to make this work or I'm I don't I don't know what's going to happen to me. And that's, that's kind of what I did. And, and shout, shout out to Neil. We had Neil yeah. on, the, on the previous episode, mm -hmm. man. I tell people all the time, I'm mad I didn't think about that first. I yeah, love, that's like my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that's I like my favorite I heard saying, him say man. that at the event somewhere. He's either going to work or it's got to work. I was like, I like that. And me too. Yeah. Me too. All right. So you transition, you, you kind of get into the internet and dabble. Um, how does it work where from the time you run your first YouTube ad to you get up to doing that first? year where you you spent like over a million dollars in ads. Yeah, fast. Uh, well, you got to understand, 2007, heart failure. I get in the, the internet game full-fledged. I'm you know, 10 toes in. I'm all the way in, right? I stumbled into affiliate marketing mm -hmm. like three, four months in. I was doing you know SEO, made for AdSense. I was trying everything, you know what I mean? And then I stumbled into affiliate marketing and I was trying to get traffic to my links. That was the mindset at the mm -hmm. time. And I'm on a forum and some guys like, man, you should get a Google account. You know, you should do Google ads. And you know, there's this guy, Chris Carpenter, he got a program called Google Cash. You should, you should try that. So I buy this guy's product and I study and I'm like, this all that is? <laughs> when he got a Google account, once I logged in that first time I saw them ads, you know, first time I had some ads run, I logged into it. It's just something about it, man. It just drew me in. And I was just telling my wife, I was like, I don't know what it is about this, but I'm about to, I'm about to, we, our life in the chain. And she mm. was like, whatever, we was broke too. We was like, <laughs> we probably had three, four thousand dollars in the bank. Like we was on the Atlanta. And I ain't had no money coming in at this time. Wow. Cause I hadn't had I, the job. Remember when I got yeah. sick, I went 90 days. So when I got sick, I didn't oh, even yeah. have a job. So 2007, yeah. the whole year, I made $5,000 to wow. my name that year. So my wife was holding it down. So I'm in her mind, she like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, we broke, ain't no money coming in. What are you talking about? And you spending our money? Get out of here with that. You, you buy courses? She calling my folks, my my sister and my family is like, your brother is out of his mind. He, I think something wrong with him. I think I'm going to have to get him. I'm going to have to get him committed. He, I don't know what's going on with him. Right? And, um, you know, that's, that's like late 2007. So 2008, I get my first commission with with that uh it was like 33 bucks but i had spent like three grand and my wife was like <laughs> hold on i'm about to say did you take her to check we like look baby yeah, we make money told, online. i was like i told you it works you like what you spent three thousand four grand and you made thirty dollars and i'm supposed to be happy boy no, i'm finna get you committed you out of your mind 
And man, I would say probably from that point, maybe four months later, she followed me to the bank because mm-hmm. I started reverse engineering. Because my mindset is once I saw it work, yeah. I know I'm a reverse engineer this and I'm going to make it. And so when you fast forward from that, I ended up having success with that. I ended up, you move forward to 2012 when I buy YouTube ad, I'm already five years in the game already. I, I had already went through the affiliate game. I made, like I say, five, 2007 made five grand. 2008, I made almost $300,000. Wow. Right? Google shut me down late 2009. So by the time I get 2010, um, Google shut me down. I go bankrupt that year, right? Mm. But I ended up getting in the agency game because I was trying to make money. And a buddy of mine was like, I got these people that want somebody to run their ads for them. And I'm like, why would I do that? And he was like, because at agency. this point, you've been running just all for yeah, yourself. Exactly. Make your own money. The yeah. agency, they'll pay you. And I was like, they'll pay me to do this? And I was like, sign me up. <laughs> so that's how I got in the agency space. So then by the time 2012 get here, you know, I already started spending. I done spent a couple hundred thousand of my own money, and now I'm starting to handle hundreds of thousands of dollars of other people's money. So when I get to the YouTube thing, it was just me playing around with my own money. And then I had an idea, and I had a client at the time. His name is Kevin. He had a product called The Breakup Doctor. And I went to him with this idea that if we take your VSL, video sales letter, we're going to upload it to YouTube, and I'm going to buy these little ads in the recommended section over here. And when they click it, they're going to go and watch your video, your, your VSL. And then we're going to dump them off to your checkout page. And I think this is going to work. And he was like, you really think this is going to work? I said, dude, I really think this will work. And he was like, if you believe it'll work, whatever you say, bro. And man, that thing took off. And then I took that to another client and showed him what I was doing. And he was like, whatever you want to do. And boom, that thing took off. And so it just happened really, really fast. Like once I figured out a strategy, that's probably like four or five months, maybe six months of playing around. I figured out that strategy. And once I put it to play, it started working. And then I just started showing it to other people and running that play for them. And it just started going crazy. So you go from doing it yourself to doing an agency. You go from, you know, one client and then multiple clients and everything's popping off. Uh, that first year when you had had you know managed and spent over a million dollars on YouTube, was that like a reflection year for you? Was it like yeah. man, as, you know? Because sometimes people are like yeah. you be in the weeds so much you don't even realize what's going on, but you realize what was going on, and you said like you already said people around you was like you did what? Like like take I us back to that. Tell nobody. I wouldn't even telling nobody <laughs> what I was doing, other than people that I knew that if I showed them this. Yeah. They'll let us me run it, and there's a chance we can make money from it. But I wouldn't really, because in my mind, too, I had a more, I'm probably a little more scarcity mindset then, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being that the circumstance I had been through, I'm like, if I start telling everybody and teaching people, you know what I mean? They're going to, you know how it is. So yeah. I wasn't really sharing it like that. I was just doing it. And then after I hit, you know, three or four, I probably had like one or two that didn't really pan out that great, but that's probably like, Two out of like five or six of them that I ran, like four out of them six, they went crazy, right? So I just didn't, uh, I just was doing it. And then one day I was looking at the numbers and I was like, wow. Like I I probably sat on that for a month before I even said anything to anybody. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't even really, I wouldn't even really you know, own it like that. I just was 
blown away by by my myself. And one day I was talking to a buddy of mine. And I was like, man, I spent a million dollars on YouTube already. He was like, what? <laughs> His name John Sugar. And John was like, yo, that's the guy I was just telling you about earlier. He was like, you could be the guy. If he's like, I ain't never heard nobody. Then he told me, he said, if you teach this, I'll promote it. We'll do a webinar together. And at the time, this guy was doing six figure webinars. Mm. So all I could think of was like, yeah, I think I'm finna teach this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna teach this. But his mindset was, you need to share this because it's gonna really give you, you know, a whole nother level. And then teaching is gonna make you better at it, and you know what you're doing. So right. you, you, a lot of these dudes out here teaching, they don't they even no know idea. this stuff they're talking about. So yeah. he was like, "Dude, I really think he said so much. So I'm willing to do a webinar with you if you're willing to teach it." Mm. And I'm like, count money in my head. So I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then that's how other people started finding out what I was doing. So let, let me let me ask shout you. out John Sugar. <laughs> right. So let me ask you. Back so back that year, right? You do uh, a million dollar ad spend just on YouTube. What's some of the lessons that you learned? Because as you start ramping that up, it had to be some some lessons in there, some nuggets and some pitfalls. If you remember back to then, I mean, it wasn't really. It it, it kind of ran kind of flawless to be honest with you at first. I ain't really started running into trouble until probably like 2016, probably, because at the time you got to remember, or maybe y'all don't know this, but Google, uh, YouTube, you know, obviously owned by Google, YouTube was still not a predominant like unit within the Google ecosystem where they was investing a lot of resources into. Yeah. YouTube was still like a stepchild almost within that. So it kind of was like wild, wild west. Anything goes. Yeah. So I wasn't really running into a lot of issues. It seemed like everything I was throwing up was working at one point. <laughs> you know, 2016 when I got brought down to reality, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know what makes me think about is, I think the first time I ran a Facebook <clears throat> ad uh, might have been probably like around that same time. But I was telling somebody back then, I had like no idea what I was doing. It'd be worse. But I was like, put up an ad send that thing to my sales page and people just start buying, right? It was like, <laughs> yeah. I, you had to know what you was doing, you had to know what you was talking it. Yeah. It's just like, add yeah. money, sales, right? Like <laughs> so I, I remember those days. Yep. So, all right, so so you go on. So once you're at that million dollar year, you said you do, you start training a little bit. Yep. Um, the word, I'm imagine, starts to get out. Yep. That's how you kind of become an influencer among influencer. Yeah. Um, like, like, what were the next steps? Like, like how did you go from that because I know we've talked in the past about, you know, you running 70,000 plus a day mm -hmm. in ad spend. Yeah. Uh, is that all it's like around the same time or like nah, a couple of years kind of probably, This is probably 20, yeah, this is probably about that time, but this display, 70 grand a day, that was display. So the most I spent on one ad account per day, like consistently, was about 70,000 a day, but we was doing probably 90% display, display okay. ads at that time. So, uh, so uh, we probably got close to that record, you know, o over time. But that was that was that was that was a <laughs> that was a different uh, scenario. But uh, we learned. I mean, I learned a lot of things, man. Just like over the, you know, just as you start playing with that kind of money, like you know, you learn a lot of things. But um, yeah, that's probably around about that time. I'm just trying to get my what's the name. This is probably 2012, 2013 ish. When we was really doing the display hut, and by the time I got into YouTube, 
I started doing more and more YouTube because I kept getting those were the deals that were coming to me. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I started transitioning out of like, because display is really kind of where I started at. It's called Google Content Network back then. It's called the Google Display Network. Now that's really where I made my bones at. So for them first five or six years, I was getting a lot of my deal flow because of that. And then when these YouTube things start happening, I start getting less of those opportunities and more the YouTube, YouTube opportunities. Even though I was fighting it, I just it kept coming. So you know, obviously you, you be smart and you, you take advantage of them. You know. So so you had the account when you did seventy thousand a day. And you said since then you've had something that come close to it. Right. When you're running those kind of numbers daily, which I know some people can't even comprehend. Yeah. It's like man, give me seventy thousand my business in a year, right? So yeah. seventy thousand a day. Yeah. Like what does that what does that look like for people that may be unaware, right? Um, like I said, they can't even wrap their mind around it. Like like what it are you focusing? Like. Are you focusing on the same things that you focus on a smaller level? Like hey, what's the conversion metrics? What's the creative? Like with that, is it? Nah, not exactly. I think the biggest difference is is understanding the power of your uh, 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 bullhorn, if you will. Like you just got a bigger bullhorn, and mm. it's creating other behavior that you may not understand that's happening. When you're on a small scale, <clears throat> that behavior uh, that you're creating is such a small percentage of what you're doing that you can't really measure it. It's hard to measure, but when you really doing big numbers like that, you're creating this other behavior and you now it's really more measurable. It's still a small percentage of what you do, but it's a lot more measurable. And then you have to really look at the totality of this money you're spending versus, you know, tunnel vision of I'm running this ad to this funnel and this is what these people are doing. And then the more you start spending, the more you're creating awareness, then people are going to your socials and doing all of these other things. So it's really just understanding, having a better understanding overall of what your advertising is actually doing for you rather than just being so tunnel vision. You know, that's, that reminds me, I was having a conversation with Ronnie recently, and uh, we, we sure ain't running $70,000 a day yet. Right. Um, but as we started increasing ad spend and doing more, that's kind of what I, I was thinking. I was telling her, I said, I think a lot of these people that we're getting in front of, we won't even see the total repercussions of that until that's a it. year later or so to where like, hey, they kind of just aware, yep. right? We kind of like the very top of, of the process. But like you said, it ain't like, hey, you know, we spend all this money. They all going to see it, get into a challenge, buy right. something next week. Correct. But like I said, like these will be the people we see at next year's conference. Right. These will be the people that join the mastermind two years from now. Bingo. And, and playing that long money game yep. and not so much like, hey, I put a dollar in a day and I got to get two dollars out tomorrow. And if I don't, it's not successful. Correct. That's, that's, that's not how you scale. It's not linear. Scale is not linear like that to me. Yeah. I mean, somebody else might have another way, but for me, it's not... You don't scale linear, you know, it's, 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 it's all of the other things. It's, it's a lot more to it than that, but it's not, it's not complicated. I think most people think it's complicated. It's not really complicated. It's just having a different perspective on what you're doing rather than, uh, I don't know what, I don't know. People just, I, I see it, it's a mindset thing, right? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree. If you don't know, you don't know. And I get that, but it's not, it's not complicated. It's just, a you know, having a different way that you approach what you do and how you measure the success of what you're doing. And for people who really uh, want to scale their business uh, and they have a long-term vision of what they're building, um, 
you know, it's a different way you can approach it. And I mean, some people can scale and still, you know, be, be profitable in doing that. And it really is a cash generating, you know, that's the mindset that they in. But most people that I've dealt with, you know, that scale, they, they're not really, a, it, it, it's not a, a, a cash return, immediate cash return mindset. It's really like, how do I get more people into my ecosystem and serve them at a bigger level because then it's going to create a bigger, a bigger outcome, if you will. So oh, that's this, how they look at good. it. Hold on, let, let's stay here for a second. Um, this is good because I recently was having some conversations where we were talking about um, just this, right? The fact that you know, like, like you said, like, like not, hey, I got to get this in today. I got to get it out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But the fact that, hey, you know, long money is good. Absolutely. And, and also the fact that I was talking to some newer entrepreneurs and I was saying, you got to watch comparing yourself against companies where you don't know what they're doing. 100%. Because you are maybe bootstrapping it, using your own money, and you're in a situation where you don't have the cash flow. Absolutely. Like, you got you to, gotta, hey, put a dollar in now. For I got to sure. get $2 out yep. or at least $1.50 out because yep. I can't afford to lose. But yep. you're comparing yourself against another company where, hey, I'm just burning cash just to acquire customers. That's what I'm saying. I'm operating, probably not even break even. I'm losing money intentionally, absolutely, just to like you said, amass audience and customer base, so that two years from now we'll be profitable. Bingo. But we may not even be profitable unless we spend X amount of dollars per month, per year. You know, get in front of you know so many customers. But you know, meantime, a bootstrap entrepreneur is looking at them like I need to do what they're doing. Correct. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you and you've been I out. You told me he's been out in Silicon Valley, and it's it's two different ball games different. being played. But also, I feel like people aren't even aware that who they're comparing themselves against is a, it's a whole different end game. The goal is different. True. Look, I think, honestly, I also think that when you are, you know, early and you're bootstrapping, I think you have a lot of advantage in the, in the marketplace that we in the in the climate that we in now. I mean, I don't think this is always going to be true yeah. because you got to understand technology is emerging. So a lot of this stuff is still emerging. We're all figuring it out. You know what I mean? As good as I can talk about what I do, I'm still figuring things out too. I just have historical, re I got more historical reference than most people because I've been doing digital marketing 15 years already. So that's the advantage that I have, but there's still things that I got to figure out just, and a lot of these big companies, they figuring this stuff out too. So I think, you know, to be able to be agile and move quickly um, is, is, is actually an advantage. But I do agree with you. I think, you know, it's two different ball games. The, the thing that I see a lot of people do, though, is they don't understand how to transition from one mindset into another mindset because there's levels to this stuff. Yeah. Right. So it's like you need to operate. At, if you got to get more than a dollar back today for every dollar you put in, figure out the strategy that does that and do that. But eventually, if you want to get to another level, that's not going to get you there. You're going to have to reevaluate a new way of doing that. And you're going to have to have a different mindset to allow you to be, you know, to be able to go there and then so forth. So it's levels to it. So, um, that's the thing I see most people do. They just fail to, um, you know, um, you know, expand their mindset, you know, surround themselves with people that, that can guide them and show them, you know, those things. Cause look at the position you in now, like with your, uh, uh your, your community and your clients, like the things that you can show them that you done did from, you know, you bootstrapped yeah. into where you are now, everything leading up to that, you already know, you already know a lot of that stuff. 
And so a lot of people will just be stuck in whatever they're doing and then they won't they won't let nobody else that can, you know, show them. That that's really what I see a lot of people do. They just get stuck in their mindset. The ones that are willing to elevate their mindset, them be the ones that are gonna win. And that's really all it was about at the end of the day. Man, that that's so good. Uh, the other day somebody was telling me. Uh, somebody was frustrated with their growth and they were telling me that, hey, you know, well, to get to this point, I did this, this, and this, and this. And they were mad they were having to do other stuff. Absolutely. But I was saying, what you said, like, hey, that's cool, but to get to the next level, like, all that stuff you did was just to get to the starting line. Like, the you can't say, like, hey, I'm just going to double down on the stuff I was already doing because, like you said, it's going to require a totally different mindset, totally different strategy. Yep. And, and, and just, like, like, how you acted out you can't just think I'm doing more of the same. Absolutely. At a certain point, more of the same don't work. I think you hit a ceiling. Mm. You hit a ceiling if you just keep doing the more of the same. It's only going to take you so far. I mean, granted, I, I see people who max out the same, like they milk that thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I actually feel like you one of those people. <laughs> it's like, when it works, Lamar gonna milk it until Man. it ain't working no more. And then like, he gonna people elevate. People always ask me, they be like, well, what you working on now? I be like, same thing I was working on before. I said, we sell the same three things in the yeah. same two conferences, right? Yeah. Uh, we gonna run it to the wheels fall. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so so somebody's watching. I, I wanna um, uh, Make sure we give them some some things they can implement and do, right? Sure. I want to I want to talk to a few different people. For the the earlier stage business owners, I'm just mm -hmm. kind of starting out, right? Mm -hmm. And and you hit something. I didn't stop when you said it, but you hit something in passing. You said, yeah, something 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 about advertising. You said, yeah, everybody should advertise. Absolutely. Then you kept going. But a lot of new business owners, you know, are not thinking. And even even with me, we didn't advertise in the beginning with Black American Kids. It was a point though when I just had my own. Like no one even told me. I just I just got it one day, and I was like, hold up, because we had like a lot of organic traffic. But I was like, hold up. I said, if Coca Cola advertised, if McDonald's advertised, if Nike advertised, <laughs> what make me think that we don't? What make me think that we don't have to? And since then, it just like it it just changed. But. Um, so y'all, you need to advertise. Like, let's just get past that. Right? What do you need to spend time with that? You need to advertise. Uh, so people know about what you're doing, what you and I'll probably that's the number one issue I run in with new entrepreneurs now. Yep. They got a great product or service, nobody just don't, don't know, about it. know about it. And they trying to figure out every other thing to do other than spend money on advertising. Correct. And then when they say I don't have money to spend money on advertising, six months later, they spent so much money on other stuff. Oh trying to compensate the build the business that I'm really like <laughs> for the last six months you stayed afloat. You could have just put that in advertising six months ago and you'd be further down the line. So let me get off my soapbox. Is, <laughs> I, I got excited when you said that. But for the person just starting out, right, and they say, hey, you know, I, I wanna um, you know, leverage YouTube and I want right. to kind of get in from the ground level. What are some things they should know or some things maybe they should do? I mean it started with the offer at the end of the day is like are people gonna buy what you selling like even if you ain't running no ad like even if you don't spend no money on ads can you get people to give you money on a consistent basis to me that's the first thing yeah I mean like I said I think every business should advertise uh, I think every business should be on YouTube advertising to be honest with you and I'm not oh uh, you know Google don't pay me to say that yeah. I mean I'm just I'm just keeping it a book but um I think that's the key thing is uh, you know, if you can't consistently give people to give you money for whatever you're selling, um, you're going to buy an advertising, you're probably going to struggle. Mm -hmm. So that's really the first thing. But if you got to, to that point, and I don't really care what, what kind of business, if you could consistently get people to give you money for whatever you're selling, advertising is probably the thing you want to look at. And then it's really about 
is really about understanding, uh, you know, the offer and how you structure that in such a way that sets you uh, apart or somewhat unique to every other option out there. Like, why should people choose you over, you know, whatever the other thing? And if you can't really define that, um, you really need to talk to people, customers, you know, potential prospects, whatever the case may be, and figure out what make you different, what make you unique. It could be as simple as your personality. Like some people just buy from people because they just like, they make them laugh or they make them feel good or whatever the case. Tap into that. You know what I mean? So you got something that separates you from everybody else. And that's the thing you really want to, you know, dial in on around what it is that you're selling that can separate you. That's really the key. And then from there, then it's really about, you know, who am I selling to? Being really clear about the people that you're selling to and understanding them as good as, or maybe even better than, better than, in the, and that requires a lot of research. And a lot of times people don't be like, oh, I don't want, okay, hire somebody to do the research, but get some research on your target audience so that you understand them enough. Because if without that, you don't know what to be saying to them to even yeah. get them to care about what you're talking about. Yeah. So if you can do those things, it's really not that it's really not that hard, bro. It's, it, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, I get it. It sounds complicated, but at its core level, it's really like I got something that people consistently are buying. I know I got something good. I know I'm trans creating transformation or whatever it is that you're selling. I'm clear on who I'm selling to, and I understand how to speak to them. And if you feel that, if you can get those things in order. You can buy ads on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. You can get ads anywhere, really. Mm. That's really the core of it, to be honest with you. That's good. All right, so I got, I got two other sets of people, right? I want to go up a level. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs, um, most of the time in multiple six figures. Yeah. Maybe doing 200, 500,000, 600,000. They've ran some advertising, most of the time on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but then they get to a level where they like, hey, you know, maybe one thing is nothing to have Facebook slow down, whatever like that. But they get to a point where saying like, hey, I need to diversify mm -hmm. or I need to get broader and, you know, I need to touch, touch more spaces. So for those people that are already running advertising, um, maybe doing six figures, you know, an ad spend a year, like what should they be doing next or, or what should they be thinking about when it comes to YouTube? This was so easy. Get in the <laughs> room. Straight up. Getting in the room with people that's already doing it. It's, you know, it's like the fastest way to accelerate what's already working is get in the room with people that are doing that. Mm. Because the, 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 literally, bro, the difference between, like, if you already got it, the train already going to make that thing really, like, accelerate, it, it's very few levers you got to really it's not a lot. Yeah. It's really not a lot when you already got momentum. It takes way less. You know, me, you talked about this, actually, the flywheel approach. Yeah. Yep, yep, the flywheel. Once yep. that flywheel moving, it's way easier to make it go faster than it is to get it going. Exactly. Because that first group you're talking about, they're trying to get the flywheel going. Exactly. It's a lot of, you got to exert a lot of energy <laughs> in that phase. Once you got it moving, it ain't, it, it's not that many things that, that can just, and the quickest way you do that, you gotta get you gotta get in the room with the people that's that's doing that. To me, that's that's pretty easy. Yeah, I love it. And yep. now the third group is those people, maybe they doing millions, multiple millions, yep. and they like, how can I scale to be one of these 50 million, 70, 80 million dollar mm -hmm. businesses? Um, how can I get up to, you know, seventy thousand dollar? And they already kind of broke through the initial mindset stuff. Yep. 
and they like, hey, I want to scale. Like, what does scale look like for these for these companies? Team. I mean, just mm-hmm. the right people. You know what I mean? You got to hire the right people. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, getting in the room help with that too. You know, always, because there's so many levels with these rooms, bro. Like, <laughs> these rooms got leveled, the upper room, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got them upper rooms and stuff. <laughs> So you just you know that that's that's a big thing to but to me like at, when you when you start talking about oh I'm making two three five million ten million and I want to go to fifty million a hundred million team is gonna be the what difference of whether you do I mean you ain't even the you ain't even the reason anymore how smart and dope and amazing you are don't even matter no more when you start hitting them numbers there's gonna be how strong are the, te- are the team of people that you have is whether or not you're gonna get there Does it ain't gonna have nothing to do with you when you start hitting them levels. I need to edit this clip and I'm gonna play this because I've been I've been having this conversation with people and they're not listening. And and as we've been working with entrepreneurs, I was selling I was selling a group recently. From the people that's around one million and the people that's charting towards ten and going beyond, yeah. I like when I I since we got like so many in our ecosystem, I'm always studying like what's the difference between these people that move. Yeah. And what I saw is between that one million and beyond. It's like you said, it's team. Yeah, man. Number one thing. I told them, like, everybody moving to 10 and beyond past got team around them. They got experts around them. It's they got an amazing people. team around yeah. them. Yeah, and, and most people, and like I said, it's a mindset shift. Yep. Because they can get to a million with no team or low team a lot of Absolutely. times. Absolutely. And I've got a few people. i got a few, con- like, i got a few things, but, like, the folks I know that's moving, and they moving fast, like you said, they got departments. Mm-hmm. They got like, you know, like I said, they done brought in somebody that came in not just with know-how, but experience from another place, place. that they leveraging on top Absolutely. of. Now, I know I know how to do this, and this is how we did it in my Absolutely. own spot yep. to kind of accelerate. Like I said, the flywheel already moving to accelerate your growth, and, and every time one of those people gets in, I'm like, you can directly attribute the growth of the business to adding these people Absolutely. into the process. I mean, I done been, I, you know, I got clients nine figures, you know what I'm saying? So I done seen it firsthand. I'm not just talking mumbo jumbo. Like you said, Silicon Valley, I had an opportunity to spend, you know, I spent like two years hardcore there, 2015 to 17, and then probably 17 to 19 or 2020 almost, I still was doing, doing things yeah. with them, but for like two years, really hardcore. And I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of, was a big mindset shift for me as well. And I started being able to see things differently and hands down, like I don't think I've seen a company eight figures up not be there because of t- like team was the, it's probably a hundred percent of the time. Maybe there's one, one person. Just talk about it, right? It's like, it's something Maybe you it's a, you know, it's, it's not always through, a, ads hit yeah. at the right time or something like that. It's always an exception to the rule. Yeah. And that's but, what everybody want to point at. They're like, well, they can do it without no, people. And it's like, not. It's not. Yeah. Not that I've seen. That's good. I, I love that. All right. Um, how can people get in touch with you? How should I'm they pre- connect with you, hit you? If they want to learn more, they want to get into any courses or anything like that. Tommy Traffic, um, just like my name with an IE. Uh, you can find me at my website, TommyTraffic.com, my social media, all Tommy Traffic. Uh, I don't really do Twitter like that. They won't let me log in no more for some reason. <laughs> they won't let me in my account. I don't think they banned me, but I just can't get access to it. Uh, you know, YouTube, I'm starting to post a little bit more. Instagram, I'm trying to do a little bit better. Facebook has been predominantly in the past where I kind of, you know, post yeah. or whatever the case may be. I don't publish as much as I should. I'm trying to trying to fix that. 
But um, but yeah, you can find me and then I, I got I got some things out there. So if, if you look me up, you know, on those channels or you go to my website, you'll be able to find ways to tap in. You know? All right, perfect. Any last words you want to give to the people? Yeah, man, I just, you know, I just think every every um, business, you know, if they want to be, if they really want to build something significant, you know what I'm saying? Like it, they, they really need to, you know, evaluate, you know, how they, you know, think about, you know, advertising just, you know, like my thing is scale. Like I'm a, like I'm, I'm a scale mentality when it comes to this game. And so um, I just want to see more people that look like me doing it at the levels that I think we should be doing it. I feel like we have the best products. We drive culture. We, you know, we do a lot of great things, man. And I don't feel like we, I don't think our businesses are flourishing at the level that they should. And so I just hope everybody, you know, take, take, you know, from whatever I can share with them and find other ways to get there. But I'm, I'm just looking forward to people, you know, just blowing it up and doing, doing it big. I, I, I really think, you know, it's, it's our time. You know what I mean? I think it's our time. And so uh, just be open minded, like, you know, just think bigger, you know what I mean? And just and just push and go for it and tap in with with with, with the communities and the people who who got the sauce and got the game that want to share. And, and uh, you know, I, I really want to see us win big, like big, big, like Silicon Valley big. I want that for us. And we should because we make these platforms hot. Instagram, all of these platforms, we don't want to make them hot. So we need to start monetizing off of all of that, you know. And so, so hopefully, this you know stuff that we talk about helping people, man, sit with that. All right, and I'm sure y'all uh, make sure you stay <clears throat> locked in. For a lot of you, this probably shifted your mindset about what's possible, right? Even thinking about seventy thousand dollars. Some of you maybe saying, "I wouldn't think about seventy thousand dollars ad spend in a year, right?" But seventy thousand dollars in a day, and that's why I wanted to have these conversations to make you think bigger, to let you know what's possible, and let you know, guess what? If other people did it, you can do it too. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Traffic Sales and Profit Show. Hey, do me a favor. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe and follow us on this platform right now to make sure you do not miss a beat as we drop new episodes and additional content every single week. Also, if you'd like to get access to a free paperback copy of my book, access to the TSP Traffic Sales and Profit free Facebook group, our challenges, resources, our events, and more. Make sure you visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com forward slash podcast.